For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Francesca Block. You're listening to Daybreak. On February 18th, the Ivy League announced that it will not be holding spring athletic competitions. Today, Daybreak contributor and Prince sports reporter Wilson Kahn speaks to two varsity track and field athletes about their reactions to the cancellation and how they're planning to stay competitive even without a season. It's Sunday, March 7th. When Princeton announced it would be inviting every undergraduate student back to campus for the spring semester, athletes who compete in spring sports like track and field had varying predictions on the fate of their season. Like, honestly, very, very disappointed and also mostly very surprised, I'd say. Like, given that um, the Ivy League was already, like, one of the only conferences not to do a fall season and was definitely the only conference not to do a winter season. So we're all kind of, like, definitely wait, like, expecting a spring season to happen. That's Hannah Borslap, a junior and a pole vaulter on the track and field team. Even though she anticipated contact sports like lacrosse to be canceled, she said she thought that the Ivy League would at least sort out competition logistics for low-contact sports like track. While the league has not ruled out local competitions later in the spring, they announced on February 18th that they will not be holding a league-wide schedule for any spring sport. The blanket cancellation has been extremely frustrating to Borslap. Borslap's teammate, senior triple jumper Kara Steele, agrees that the league could hold track competitions, but she came into the season with a different perspective. Coming into the spring, I didn't have, like, huge expectations for what was going to be allowed. And quite honestly, when the Ivy League released the decision that um, students could take a fifth year at their current institution if they got accepted into grad school there, I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, all right, they're going to cancel. Like, I know it's going to happen. Regardless of their expectations, both athletes continued to train throughout the offseason. I know me and, and my teammates, we've been working incredibly hard um, ever since last year to actually cancel our, our season in March. I know all of us has, have been training like all throughout the summer. And then me and a couple of teammates were actually in, in Princeton area during the fall. And like, no matter what the weather conditions, like we make it to practice. And then we do like a running practice once a day and then lift in the, YM, the local YMCA in the afternoon. So like for a second practice. While Borslap was training in Princeton, Steele found herself in Athens, Georgia, with a few friends from the team. We were able to join this great gym that, kind of like a big, not an airplane hangar, but just like a huge garage, essentially, with garage doors that were open, so it felt very safe and that it was like very open air. Um, and, and so we were able to train there, and training felt really good. Um, and so coming back to campus, it's definitely been an adjustment, but I think it's practice feels fairly normal to me. Borslap added that she was excited to return to on-campus practice with her teammates and was hoping it might signal a plan for competition in the future. A lot of us signed the social contracts as they promised us we would train, and we all thought that would kind of mean like also like competitions. Um, yeah, so we came back, continued to really train at Princeton, and then, yeah, we're all like super ready, but no competitions. Despite the lack of competition, Princeton teams have been able to hold socially distant practices on campus since the beginning of the semester. While the practice has allowed for teams to get back on the same training regimen, it has come with its fair share of mental challenges for the athletes. We're the only D1 league that's not having competition um, this spring, so I think that definitely hurts. For senior athletes, the cancellation of the season stings even more, as they no longer have a college season to be training for. It's interesting to be there and 
doing all that every single day and thinking like, okay, what am I doing this for? So it's been a lot of the work has been mental and kind of redefining why you're doing something and kind of like, am I okay still putting in this amount of time, even if I don't get to compete at the end of it? Borslap, a junior, has not quite had the same experience as Steele, but has noticed a similar feeling among her senior teammates. My best friend, she's a senior pole vaulter, um, and she she's planning on going to med school like right after um, right after she graduates. So like, she has nothing to train for. Like if, if the Ivy League doesn't do competitions, she's just basically like, yeah, training training for nothing. So she's definitely had trouble like finding motivation and like will skip practice sometimes, which is something she usually never does. But yeah, she she knows she's training for nothing. Steele, who plans to have a career in public health says she understands the concerns the Ivy League has about increased community spread of COVID-19 stemming from athletics competition. Yet, she can't help but feel frustrated with the lack of transparency in the Ivy League's decision-making process. I wish there was a little bit more transparency in terms of why can Princeton and the Ivy League make this decision, but other schools can't. And, and to me, it seems like it's a lot of it's a financial kind of position that the Ivy League's in and how there's not really athletic scholarships and whatnot. And it's not like a school where the football football ticket sales like fund a lot of things. Borslap, meanwhile, has been angered by the lack of communication between the Ivy League and athletes about potential means of competition for later in the spring. Even athletic directors have tried to like reach out. They will not respond and they do not care. With the lack of competition and the heightened uncertainty about the rest of the season, some enterprising track athletes have turned to the comically named Bush League, a Facebook group of Ivy League track athletes who wish to hold a meet. The group was founded by a UPenn athlete, and its Instagram page has amassed more than 140 followers since its first post two weeks ago. While final details have not been sorted out, the group hopes to hold an Ivy-wide meet in eastern Pennsylvania or New Jersey this spring. Borslap says she is excited about the idea. I know like a lot of teammates are like interested. Are, are you interested? Yes, I definitely. If they if they organize some like an attached competitions like somewhere, yeah. Steele, meanwhile, says she is monitoring the situation but has some logistical concerns. How I see it is okay, I'll let them like plan this and kind of keep an ear on it, but you know, until I'm allowed to travel outside of Mercer County, I don't really see it playing out too well for me. Um I think there's barriers in place from the social contract that we're not going to get around. So I'm curious to see what happens. Borslap, who has been living off campus in the Princeton area, says she was planning to pull out of the social contract and compete in California even before the creation of the Bush League. She says that she hopes she will be able to compete in the meet. I want to prove to them that like, hey, it can be done safely. The Ivy League did not respond to a request for comment on today's episode. For future updates on Ivy League athletic competition, please check out the sports section of The Prince. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was produced under the 145th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Francesca Block. Have a wonderful day.